All right, welcome back, everybody. We have taken a long time since we've recorded one of these. It's been it's been a long while. We had some personal things we've had to deal with between work and moldy houses and uh, stuff like that. So, but we're back. Unconquered Talk is back, and we're ready to talk some recruiting. Give some thoughts on the spring game, and uh, you know do what we do. So welcome to Nate. He is here with us as always. CJ will be joining us in just a little bit. Uh, how you doing, Nate? It's, it's good to see you, man. I'm good, man. It's, it's, been, it's been a minute, man. It, it, it's been a hot minute, but you know, as you said, you know, life gets in the way sometimes and, you know, you gotta, gotta push through, but, you know, we're gonna get back on track and we're, we're gonna get back to you know, doing our doing our thing and get back to, to com- competing, you know, yep. get back to being being competitive and, you know, putting put, putting our, 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 our thoughts and our say out there. So, you know, I, I'm really eager only, you know, attack this uh, rating system that, you know, that we started last year. I want to start to do some evaluation and, you know, it's, it's an exciting time. Amen. Amen to that. So, all right. So while we wait for CJ to get here, I'm going to, you know, give some, uh, Nate, I'll let you go ahead and go first. What are your thoughts on the spring game? I, I thought it was about to, about what you would expect. You know, I thought it was um, pretty vanilla, which, which is what you, I think, you know, you're not going to put a, a lot of stuff out there, but um, I did like, you know, what, what, I saw from, from McKenzie Milton, you know, game wise, I, I think that, you know, he was coming on towards the end of, of spring, starting to get more in tune with the offense, more in tune with his his playmakers. And I think that showed a little bit in in that game. Um, you know, I, I think that, you know, the biggest surprise of spring was probably Malik McLean. Um, you know, coming in, there were some questions about his ability as a as a route runner, if he's really ready to uh, contribute early, and you know he showed um, that he's in fact you know ready to play and, and be a contributor, I think that really boosts that that unit, especially with the news that dropped today about about Destin Hill. Um, but we'll talk about that in a minute. But you know, defensively, you know, I, I think that they're still pretty far away from what they're going to be on defense. I think they're going to try to still figure out that back end. I think it, it's very interchangeable. I think maybe besides Travis Jay and, um, and and the kid from South Carolina, Robinson, his name I'm drawing a blank right now. Robinson. Yes. Yep. I think those two are probably I won't say locked in, but are probably locked into a to a a position. Otherwise, I think it's wide open. I think you have a lot of a lot of guys who can play all over. Um, still want to see what they do um, up front. On the, on the defensive line, you know, Keir Thomas was out, so you didn't really see what he's going to bring to the table. But overall, you know, I, I think that they, they got out of spring relatively healthy, um, had a couple injuries, but, you know, I think the offensive line looked better as a, as a unit. I, I think that, you know, there's some still question marks at wide receiver. I, I think the running backs are going to be um, good. It's a good unit. I don't think they have a guy that is a standout, uh, but I think it's a good – it's a good group. Um, I, I just think that, you know, they 
did about what I expected. You know, still some some room to get better, but you can see the progression. Yeah, some of the uh, things I always look for in spring, you know, uh, I don't really look for, oh, this guy's going to be a, a stud or anything like that. But I try to find, you know, accessory in some of the younger guys. Do we see progression mm -hmm. from year to year, you know? So with some of those guys, you know, some of the offensive alignment, did we see progression from the end of fall to what we saw in the spring? And, you know, with some of them, yes, some of them, no, we really didn't, um, you know, with some of those defensive linemen, you know, we look at Fuller and McClendon. Uh, Levis, I wouldn't really call him a young guy, but he's new to us still, sort of still learning the system, still learning Florida State, you know. And uh, you look at some of those guys, and is McClendon or Fuller ever going to be absolute studs? It doesn't look like it. You know, let's just call a spade a spade. But did you see progression to where they're able to, you know, come fall, be able to get some reps and FSU not lose a whole lot, you know, and be able to get solid reps for us, you know, to where we can get Johnson and Thomas whenever he's here, get those guys some breathers and still be able to have productive players on the field. You know, and you, you kind of saw some of that production, which to me is a huge thing because now you start to develop that depth. And if we can get productive depth to where the second stringers, the guys that go in there for 20, 30 plays a game and they're able to be productive, well, that's how you get championship level teams and you start improving on your team. You know, um, obviously you need a lot more production out of the starters, you know, you know, looking at the defensive ends, Thomas and uh, Johnson, they're going to have to be a lot more productive than Kando and Robinson were. Period. We all know that. Are they gonna? Are they as talented as those two? Probably not. You know, Kendo and Robinson. That, that hasn't amounted to Jack Squat though. Exactly. You know, physical ability. Right. So, but that's why you saw those guys, despite almost no production for three years or very little production for three years, they still get drafted in the fourth round. They have high level um, athletic ability, so they have a very high ceiling. It hasn't amounted to much. It hasn't helped Florida State out. So could we see Johnson and Thomas, despite not having that pure freakish ability that those two have, be able to be more productive? Yeah, I think we saw that with Johnson. We should be able to get more production out of him, you know. So we get that kind of production, and then McClendon and Fuller and, you know, maybe one of these younger guys, freshmen come in, like Payton, um, Patrick Payton, or uh, George Wilson come in, and maybe, you know, they offer some of that, elite edge rushing, you know, in spots, you know, are they able to steal some reps on passing situations, you know, but anyways, back to the spring game. So that's the kind of the stuff I was looking at. So did we see some of that progression? You know, you mentioned McLean big time there, but you also had Josh Burrell come in and look like he'll be able to produce some stuff. You know, I don't think any, either of them will have a Rashad green type freshman season, but compared to what we had last year, we don't necessarily need that to be have a lot better production and a lot better receiving core. You know, we were flat awful last year at receiver, you know, Terry was in and out and hurt, you know, and also with the spring receivers that that's one of the weak spots, mm -hmm. but look who we were missing parchment. Who's probably going to be receiver number one mm -hmm. and Destin Hill, may or may not get them this year 
um, I seem to think we'll end up getting them, you know, just from some of the things I've heard from you and some others, like, it doesn't sound like it's going to be that big of an issue. He should be here in this, you know, spring missing some of the summer is going to suck because he's going to have to really be quick to get up. But that's that's was an active participant in spring. Like he participated in team meetings. Right. He did a lot of zoom stuff with the coaches. Um, you know, so, so yeah, missing some of that summertime is going to hurt, but he's also was very active with the coaching staff during the spring. Very, in tune with what was going on during that during that that spring practice time. Yeah, the the biggest place it's going to hurt is not so much you know knowing the playbook or knowing the routes or anything like that. It's going to be in the rapport that he has with Milwin and with Travis. You know, whereas those other guys, you know, everybody except for Parchment is going to have you know a whole spring and the whole summer. You know, Parchment will have the summer. Hill is just going to have the fall, you know, unless maybe he can get in later on in the summer, which would be a big help. But, you know, those are the two most talented, you know, Hill's the most talented guy we've had since Rashad Green. Mm-hmm. And, for, for sure. And so getting him in, the, the sooner we can get him in, the better off we will be, you know. But, you know, I also look at, you know, with the spring, looking at Milton, and you kind of saw, you know, throughout the whole spring, people, oh, well, Travis is playing better. Travis is playing better. I don't doubt it. I don't. But in the spring game, Milton was clearly the better quarterback. And you saw the touch and the accuracy, especially on like some of those deeper throws that we just haven't seen since Jameis Winston. You know, not that he has a strong arm or is a quarterback that Jameis Winston is, but he's a heck of a leader. We, everybody knows that nobody doubts that. And, you know, just that ability to, deliver catchable balls in stride we just haven't seen that you know so he's easily going to be the best quarterback we've had since 2014 and you could see that in the spring game even if he's not 100 percent, that was easy to tell from the spring game you saw that and that's to me is that's a big plus you know so we need to show up the offensive line you know we got the transfer from Notre Dame maybe we can get Kane Madden who's on campus right now Maybe we can get him to tally, and that'd be a huge help. So, absolutely. So, still waiting on CJ. Um, do you want to go? Um, you know, while we're waiting, you want to talk a little bit about uh, Destin Hill? You know, the information that you have regarding him and what the situation is. Uh, pretty much, it's you know, I I haven't really like dialed into much of, of the information, but. You know, apparently it's just a class that has to be not sure if it has to be redone or if it's if it's a class that has to be added on. I haven't really gotten that clarification yet, but you know it, it and it's something that can be not be done online. So I don't think that we're necessarily close to a Travis J. Demory Tate situation where he has to sit out year one. Um, it sounds like if he takes care of what he needs to take care of, which is, it sounds like it's one class which is online, that he should be able to uh, get the Florida State sooner rather, rather than later. And yeah. I, I, I have yet to see um, Norvell not deliver on a plan yet, if that makes sense. So I, I would think that the guy who's as organized as him would not let this go sideways. Right. And, so, 
but a lot of it's they, they, they got to get him. They got to get him. Yeah, a lot of it's still going to come down to Hill and him actually doing the necessary right. work. You know, correct me if I'm wrong. With Jay and with Tate, it was more of a they had a lower GPA, so they needed you know um, that extra year in college before they were actually fully eligible. You know, something along those lines, right? Which this doesn't seem to be anything with Hill. It doesn't seem to eat any issues with his GPA. Um, from my understanding, what I've you know seen, you know, not just from you, but from others is that it's, it's a class that he needed. It's not that he failed a class. It's that class that he needed that he didn't have in order to be eligible. And once he takes it, finishes it, you know, which if you've, if anybody's taking an online class, you know, it could be, you know, a couple of weeks and he could be done and he could be here by July, you know, if everything goes perfectly, but some professors and some teachers want more work than that. So it could be something to where it rolls on through the end of July. But one thing that that doesn't work, it should be, it it, it should work out for FSU. Yeah. The, The biggest question to me, if all that is, if we're correct on all that, the biggest question to me is how quickly does the NCAA clear him and clear that class, which we've seen with others that sometimes, especially with Florida state, they seem to drag their feet on it a lot. And that's the one thing that that's really my biggest concern is how will the NCAA, how quickly will they move on this and get him cleared and get him eligible? You know, will they drag it on through September to where he's not eligible until like the first game or will they get it done in like a week that we've seen with them do with like Notre Dame, and Alabama with people. We'll see. Right. Um, I don't ever, I never trust the NCAA when it comes to Florida state football. Never. Nah, nah. Never. <laughs> you know, the, the tipping point for me was uh, um, Corey Surrency. When he didn't get that extra year of eligibility, I was just like, you got to be kidding me, man. Like, uh, that was that was just crazy to me. So, um, all right, let's go ahead and talk about uh, this. Yeah. You know, let's start with June 1st. 2021, you know, Hmm. kind of set the table a little bit. Obviously, everybody knows COVID has been an issue everybody's been dealing with for Hmm. over a year now. And specifically, well, not just football, college sports period, they've had a dead period from March of 2020 till May 31st. Yeah, till yesterday. And they've had no face-to-face contact with, uh, well, they're not supposed to have had any face-to-face contact with any recruits, um, no evaluation period, no going out to recruits college, uh, high schools and seeing them. Uh, recruits are not, you know, they can come onto campus, but they can only meet virtually with the coaches, you know, no actually meeting. So that all changed today, really 12.01 a.m., this morning. And, you know, I've seen to where other coaches have talked about how June 1st to I think it's June 27th is the end of the period to where it's going to be the busiest month basically in their entire lives. And they've, you know, they've told their wives, Hey, just don't expect to see me. I'm going to spend some nights at the office and um, it's, uh, you know, we'll go out on vacation in July, you know, whenever that, that dead period hits in July. And that's the entire college world right now is for this next 27 days, it's going to be insane madness. 
Um, and it's, you know, one thing I was, I was talking about with somebody before is that it's really going to favor the younger staffs, those who have more energy, those older staffs, you know, they're not going to do it. Norvell and the staff did last night and stay up, you know, most of the night and then wake up early in the morning and be all, be out all day with the kids. They can't do it, you know, but a staff like Norvell's, it's really going to favor those kind of staffs that have that youthful energy into where, you know, they can stay up from, you know, all day yesterday, all tonight and all through the day and be productive, you know? So that brings us to March or till to midnight madness and uh, what we saw last night. And it's, it was innovative and, you know, we've seen some of that stuff with, you know, basketball and, start of basketball season and stuff like that, where they get their first practice in at 1201 and stuff like that. But in terms of recruiting, college football recruiting, we just really haven't seen that. So, you know, go ahead, Nate, if you can. Um, first off, let's welcome CJ. What's up, CJ? What's up, CJ? Okay, he's here, but maybe he's not here. So <laughs> go ahead, uh, go ahead, Nate. Talk a little bit about Midnight Madness and what you saw uh, with that. I mean, I I think it sets up the, uh, you know, this month very well. I think they, you know, they came in with a plan, um, came in with a uh, an idea. I think that was kind of smart. You know, I, I think they, you know, I think they've, let's call it what it is, they've done a really good job of, of taking advantage of the rules um, mm -hmm. over the last few months with, with these camps, with, whatever they've done, they've taken advantage of the rules. And I think that they were very uh, quick to act upon that release of, uh, of, of the, of the dead period. Um, you know, I'm kind of surprised that a lot of other coaches that their schools didn't do it. I, I kind of expected a few other schools to kind of do the same thing. But I, I, I do agree that, you know, Norvell's and his staff has been very um, purposeful with what they've done so far. Um, I, I think getting some of these kids on campus, you know, a, a Kevin Coleman, you know, getting him to come from St. Louis and, and you know, your number one target at wide receiver, um, you know, getting Duffy on campus for the first time, really, to, to have that interaction. Um, you know, having Hunter, your, your bell cow there, um, getting Julian Armella, which is huge for, you know, a lot of people talked about how 46 maybe slipping a little bit with him. Um, you know, I don't, I think some people are, are kind of wondering why like a Marvin Jones Jr. wasn't there, or Sean Sapp. You know, I, I don't necessarily think it was definitely not an invite only type deal. I think it was just, if he can get there, get there. Um, and, and, and that's what it was. So I, I, I think that, you know, this staff have pounded these kids a lot. They've stayed in constant contact through COVID. <laughs> that energy like you said you just staying very active and it paid off you know getting that first visit so um kind of like what you what you see i know a lot of people you know we're, we're back and forth on on the slingshot you know i think i think it's a cool mm -hmm. it's different yeah it, it's not a big thing but it's different you know jump around campus with that that's different it's cool you got you, you got a florida state football helmet decorated as, as your helmet for the Slingshot, you know, it, it's something different that no one else has done. You know, sometimes you got to think outside the box to catch these kids' attention. You know, the, 
at the end of the day, most of these schools are the same. It's what's separating them from, from each other. You know, right now it's, it's Bama, Clemson, Ohio State winning. You know, that's what's separating them in the development. You know, Florida State's got to do things. And we talked about this on the No Game Day podcast about how, um, you know, Florida State's got to think of ways to catch attention until they can show it on the field. And that's just simply what it is. So you, they have to think of ways to develop relationships, show that they're trying to be innovative, trying to be creative, and, and it's paying off. So you got, I really like what, what I saw last night. I thought, you know, the energy was, was extremely high, and they're back at it way early this morning. So it's paid off. Yeah, whether you think it's a stupid gimmick or not, it's um, first off, it's it's better than a fifth grade birthday party that UF's doing right now. You know, it's better than that. Got to give them that. You know, but it it's like you said, it's it's to catch the eye. You know, you know, I I, I said on my personal Twitter, you know, is it really any different than Saban coming in his in his helicopter and flying down onto the field? No. It, it's just there to be, wow, look, it's Nick Saban on a helicopter. You know, it's look at this slide that Dabo's riding down. You know, it's the car, you know, the slingshot is no different than any of that. Like it's different forms of trying to catch recruits eyes. That's all it is. You know, Oregon's dressing room and all their 500,000 uniform combinations. It's just trying to catch recruits eyes and, call it a gimmick, call it whatever you want to call it. That's all it is. Do recruits like it? If the answer is yes, then who cares? Let it be, you know? So, but I do want to welcome CJ. CJ's finally got here. He finally got um, back from delivering bags to the campus. Um, You know, he's finally (laughs) back joining us. So welcome CJ. Hey, what's going on fellas? It's been a long time coming, man. Feels good to be back. Yeah. I feel it. Y'all feel Y'all feel that energy, do you? Hell yeah. Oh yeah. Feel that energy? Yes, sir. It's been a minute, you know. Right. And um perfect timing too. Like I was just chiming in about um the recruiting efforts and things like that. There's a lot of buzz going around with FSU. So like I said, you gotta feel that feel the energy. So just kind of catching up with where you guys left off. But yeah, um, it's no different than any of those things that you guys just um mentioned. Even with Miami, with the ch- with the uh, with the U change, you know things like that is is different ways to catch you know recruits' attention at the end of the day. Um, so I think it was um, pretty smart. And also, you know, when the little the gator that Jimbo had, the, the, the gator was pretty tricked out. There was no regular gator, you know. Right. It was a Florida State oh, yeah. um, customized gator with rims on and things like that. And whenever he popped up on the scene, with it, you know, it caught people's attention. So yeah, I agree. It's, it's it's no different than those type of things that we see from different. Um, universities and something the FSU has done in the past also. Yeah. So there's one notable absence from last night. Uh, mm-hmm. He's a guy who's been recruiting for his big time, you know, until, until his buddy committed Nico. Um, so what's your guys' thoughts on, do you think Nico sticks? Do you think he sticks with Florida state? If not, who do you think ends up being that second quarterback? So I, I think that, you know, FSU wants Nico Marchio to, to stick. I think they want him as a second quarterback. You know, they, they targeted him early. Um, they stayed on him. They got him to, you know, make that decision over Florida. They, they worked hard to get him 
in the fold. And I, I think they, they want to keep him. Um, I think writing is on the wall. Um, and you call it what it is. I, it's really weird how it's gone down. You know, weird, he was, man. You know, all about Florida State, everything. And, you know, him and, and A.J. Duffy are also the friendly and you know, the friends. You know, um, I don't know if it was that he, maybe he thought Duffy wasn't going to come. Maybe he felt that he could compete more with the other guys that Florida State was recruiting. I don't know. I'm not going to speak on that. That's just me, you know, thinking about that and my experience with recruiting and everything. But um, I don't expect him to stick for a guy who um, made an effort to be all about FSU recruiting and getting to Tallahassee to do his commitment, and et cetera, et cetera. And then he misses last night, um, has, has visits lined up, may or may not visit Florida State. I, I just think, you know, that one's going to be wrapped up here pretty soon. I don't know if you agree with that, CJ. No, yeah, just being realistic with the, with the situation is all, you know, is you could talk a good game and say what you want in interviews and, and, and kind of recruit also for your, your so-called buddy at the end of the day. But when they actually commit and that second quarterback is actually in the fold, then it's totally different. So, you know, it is just a, a situation of reality. I, don't, I, don't, I think it's the it's going to be inevitable. Um, and Florida State probably should, you know, start, you know, looking at other options and, um, you know, putting them this together in regards to, you know, a backup plan. Just, just don't get caught in a situation like what we did with, with Sam Howell and Kyle being tied to a quarterback and don't have options mm-hmm. after that. So, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's a business. And and I really like Nico a lot. I think he's a pretty good quarterback. Um, I think he's coming right. in to compete. But um, we, we, we all are really high on Duffy. But I think Nico is really good as well. But again, again, um, once that quarterback is actually in the fold, you know your true feelings start to come out in those interview. You know, mm-hmm. feel good and say, "Oh yeah, the staff we communicated this, that, or another." But once it really happens, then things can be a little different. So, yeah, I think um, he's he's other schools are saying, "Hey, you know, you can come in and be our guy right now." Yeah. You know, you live. Yeah. That's literally what what that pitch is. Come yeah. in and be the guy right now. So and, not a bad and, pitch. Yeah, and, and if you look what's on the board, there's really nothing on the board right now. So, you know, like it, I was looking at it earlier today, like every other target is committed elsewhere. You know, MJ Morris by going to NC State, you know, that's probably the last real option. Um, I think they really see what happens this summer. Maybe, you know, a guy comes in and, you know, wows them in a camp setting or, some guy, you know, emerges um, as a senior, but I, I really think that kind of is going to fall on it if a guy like Chuba or, or Tate leave, and that I think that would necessitate that second quarterback. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Agree, which is probably a good possibility. Yeah, yeah. I you, mean, you guys know how it go nowadays with the with the transfer portal view. If you, it's not like the old days in the 90s with Bobby where, you know, you're starting a red shirt junior and this, that, and other. If you're not starting by year two or so, they, they're out of here. Bye. And, 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 you know, there's a lot of talk that, you know, Tate is testing the waters on on possibly, you know, entering that transfer portal. So you just never know how it's going to unfold. But, you know, they, they got a great quarterback, I think, committed right now also on top of Nico. Um, and, and – you know, it, it'd be a different story if Nico decommits and they don't have another guy. But to have arguably one of the top five quarterbacks in the country, 
Uh, I, I think Florida State's just in a good they sit in a good spot. Yeah, I mean, hey, if we end up taking one, then one is AJ Duffy, then I'm you know, I'm I'm not complaining at all because no, he's no, he's I'm he's good. just that good. Yep. So you know I, I think everybody would agree that FSU is doing much better recruiting right now than they expected. Not than Florida State expected, than the fan base than we expected. You know, we're, they're, they're crushing it on the trail right now. And, you know, most everybody would have expected, okay, well, after the season, if we have a good season, um, then we might be able to get some momentum on the trail. We are way exceeding any of that right now with, you know, I mean, between McCall and Hunter and now Duffy and, you know, just all these guys, you know, and all these guys that are, you know, close to committing or really heavily favoring Florida State right now between Coleman and Skinner and you got uh, Tree Jr. And, you know, you know, Kelly's still way up there, you know. So with where FSU is at right now in recruiting, which is way better than what we thought, better than I thought they would do. I was never worried about where we would end up just because I've always, you know, everybody on that listens to this podcast knows that we've always been very high on Norvell. We didn't really waver last year, despite the terrible season, but he's exceeding my expectations and I had very high expectations for Norvell. Um, So with where we're at right now, how important is it to keep things together and to improve to have a good season? What are your thoughts on that CJ? Yeah, yeah, we definitely got to, you know, put some product out there. And just, you know, it has to be um improvement. Mm-hmm. You know, can't get blown out in, in the game versus Miami, you know, things like that. It has to be some type of improvement. And, you know, just the staff, you, you can only sell hope for so much in regards mm-hmm. to, you know, what your vision is and what you see for the program. But you got to put um got to put that in action also. You got to put that plan into action. So, yeah, I do think some on-field success um, will be needed for us to sustain the level that they're at right now because the level that they're at right now is only a few um, in the country who's, you know, recruiting at that level. So I do think some improvement is needed. And what, what I mean, what we went, what was that? We were six and seven with that Jimbo year, right? Mm-hmm. Six and seven that year, five and seven the following year, six and seven the next year three and six this year. So that's what, four, four straight oh, we were, years we were, of, of pretty 2017, bad 2017, we were seven and six because we beat Southern Miss in that bowl game. So we ended up being seven and six that year. Right. And we had to uh, basically beg whoever to get <laughs> to get that game, to get them to, yeah. you know, to, get, to keep that streak going, keep it right. alive. So even, even, even then, you know, we was having, you know, struggles with Wake Forest, mm-hmm. struggles with Duke during that, during, during that year. So, yeah, we just got to have some type of um, positive production. If I'm not, I'm not saying you know, 10, 11 wins in the Orange Bowl, seven, eight wins, um, six to six to six to eight. I think six to seven would be really good improvement. But I'm, my my cap the season would be eight, and that eight possibly coming to a bowl game and just show improvement versus the um, the Orange teams, the University of Miami, University of Florida, Univers- uh, Clemson University, and um, of course Notre Dame also. But I think we have a really good shot at beating man. I just I just have a feeling about the game that we can really end up winning that game but that's um that's for a different podcast yeah we got to have um some good 
improvement in those games. It just can't get blown out by rivals. And I think it should be pretty good. That should be enough hope, um, you know, for the staff to sell and the, and the rest of that could be, hey, you're the missing piece. Come be that next lead player that takes Florida State over, there, over the top. I think that uh, coming into the cycle, um, I, I've long felt that Marvin Jones Jr. was the most important recruit, um, not only for position, but for, for the aesthetics of it. Um, you know, he's the most important recruit left on the board, in my opinion. But I, I agree with CJ. I don't think you need a 10-win season. Uh, I think you need uh, seven, eight wins with a bowl. Um, be competitive. I think you'd need to beat a Miami or Florida. Um, it's just time. It's time to beat one of those teams now. It's, um, it's definitely possible. Uh, man, you know, that's, a different, that's a different podcast. But, um, you know, I, I just don't think that Florida State's that far off from, from beating one of those teams. I, I just don't. Um, and they they can't. Clemson is another another story. You know, you got to like you said, you got to be competitive. I think you have to beat a Florida or a Miami, and I think you have to be competitive against Notre Dame. You can't lay an egg like the Virginia Tech game because that's they're putting a lot of eggs in that basket. Mm-hmm. You know, talking about having 125 plus recruits there. You know, you can't go out there and lay down. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't think so. I think it's just a different vibe now. It's a different focus. So I think you get the seven, eight wins with a bowl, after a bowl, whatever it is. I think that's 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 right on par with this staff, need, you know, with this, where it needs to be. You look at Jimbo's first year, he's, what, nine and four? And, you know, it, it's, it's kind of similar a little bit. Um, I think maybe Florida State was maybe a little bit more talented or, or more – had a little bit more depth at that time. But, you know, I, I, I think it's very, you know, comparative to, to Jimbo's first kind of first few years. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah. One thing to keep in mind is Jimbo had three recruiting classes that he was pretty much in charge of prior to that first year. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah. You know, to oh, me – He definitely molded the program to his liking. Oh, yeah. Oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah, especially and, that, and, especially that last year when he was the HCIW. So I, I think people forget about that too, of of how much that ease that transition was. Mm-hmm. Jimbo was he's running that shit. Yeah, on the, the last few years, he really was. Um, um, you know, Bobby was there at, at, as the face of the program, but Jimbo was running that, and you know, he had it set up to keep on going. And, and Norvell starting from scratch, so. What he has now with, with you know Travis Hunter, I think is probably the best player in the last three classes. I, you know, he's that good. Um, and, and what's on the board right now, there's a lot of positivity, you know, going into the fall. Yeah. Yeah. To me, when I look at really you look at the last three years and blasted by Clemson every year, blasted, blasted by Florida every single year embarrassed by Miami every single year. You know, even if we weren't getting blown out by Miami, we were up by three touchdowns and losing, you know. So to me, like improvement this year is whether we, even if we just win six games, but if we're competitive in those games to where, okay, maybe we, you know, we we fight tooth and nail every single inch of the Florida game. Maybe we lose by a, a field goal, you know, Miami, you know, maybe we lose on a wide right, 
four, five or 10, whatever it is, you know, <laughs> you know, and Clemson, okay, we only lose by, you know, 10 points or 14 points, you know, something like that. You know, even if we lose all three of those games, but we show that we're actually competitive now and we can actually play with those guys. That's a huge step forward. If we actually win one of those games, it's over for the state of Florida. It's over. Like they can forget about it. Mullen and Manny and all those guys, they can forget about it. Cause Norvell ain't looking back. So if we get to the eight wins and we beat Florida or Miami, lock it down. It's over with like, you know, with what we're seeing already, those guys are going to jump on board. Mullen can't get, he won't get anything. They just signed him for what? Another three years. They can forget about it, man. They can, they can, they can forget about it. If we, if we win a game and we get to eight wins in, in this year, is there's people saying, Oh, we might not win five, man. We win eight. But so, yeah. Anyways, to me, just being competitive in those games, whether we win six games or seven or eight, just we got to be competitive in every single game because we've been an embarrassment on national TV for three years now. And that's what all these, these people that are going to be in this class, you know, that's what they've seen for three years in their, their high school career. They've seen Florida state be an embarrassment. So don't be an embarrassment this year, bottom line to me. And if we do that, we'll keep these guys. So personally, I think and get a few more. So uh, you guys think anybody pops this weekend or this week? Uh, I think that, you know, when it, go back, what, six months, eight months, you know, whenever something bad happens, there's always a commitment. When something goes against four to eight, there's always some positive news that comes from behind. You know, it comes after it. So I don't I don't think, you know, there's this big hoopla without something happening, whether it's public or 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 silent. I I really think that you know four to eight comes out of this with a couple guys that pull the trigger publicly. And it might not necessarily be twenty twenty two. It could be like twenty three or twenty four, right? It, you, you you just don't know. Um yeah. you know, I, I definitely think Skinner is Definitely the front runner to, to get get on that boat here pretty soon. Um, you know, the number three tight end in, in the country, you know, being feather in the cap of Florida State, you know, they've come from behind on that recruitment and, and they've turned that around quickly. Um, you look at, you know, what happens, you know, they have a ton of visits this month. I think they have like six or seven official visits. So um, you get a K Madden to, to jump in the boat, you know, we're, we're, we're moving now, you know, so. Um, I, I definitely think that Florida State comes out of this weekend with with a couple guys um, that that are going to be pro Florida State. And, yeah. And I, I, oh, real quick, I, I definitely think Florida State is way on the odds on favorite to land um, Kevin Coleman. Yeah, um, I don't want to put a time a time frame on on the weekend specifically, but. Like mm-hmm. Nate said, I think it's going to be some um, really good news that's going to come out of this. Um, Coleman being one of them at, at, at a certain point. Um, Skinner mm-hmm. being another at a certain point. I feel like he'll be in also. Um, yeah, for the 22 class. Yeah, I can see that. And then um, what's the um, – and Kane, man, I think on that visit is going pretty well also. So um, they're trying to lock him down and mm-hmm. not um, have him take visits. But even if he does, I feel like um, – 
at the end, that fish is probably going to win out with him also. So um, I think at some point in time, yes, we're going to get some good news from this weekend. And um, just the um, – and it's not really not, – not this weekend, excuse me, this week. Well, I guess you say this weekend. It's not even the weekend itself. It's just the um, work the staff has put in in general. Um, right, yeah. All of this has been built up. I mean, to convince those guys to come out here in the first place and, and participate in this, like it's – all of this has been built up. They've done an outstanding job of building a relationship with this class and – Mm-hmm. In, in the 23 class in general. So it's not just a, a testament to this weekend. It's just a testament to the job the staff has done overall and building those relationships. Yeah. I, um, I'm really just looking at the two Nates at Coleman and Skinner, you know, will it necessarily be immediately this week? I don't know, but it's going to be because of stuff that's happened this week and, you know, with, with with Skinner, it really was A.J. Duffy. As soon as he signed, all of a sudden he's like, okay, you know, not signed, but committed. All of a sudden Skinner was highly interested. But I just That's keep how thinking. with the lead quarterbacks. And, and one more thing. It is. Too, um, and, and I wasn't worried about how well the visit goes because we never keep we, – we know how good, you know, visits are in Tallahassee. Tallahassee is one of the, Man. you know – when it's open, it's one of the best spots you get to come take visits at. Mm-hmm. So, so that was never the issue. So once they actually got on campus, I knew that you know things would go pretty well in regards to the visit because it's a beautiful campus. You know, Tallahassee sells itself. The program, you know, sells itself. Once you get on campus and visit, it's a different ball game. And yeah. re- remember the ton of, of positive reviews coming out of the visits pre-COVID um, about Norvell and his ability mm-hmm. to sell. You know his ability to connect, and yep. and, and you know that, that that's going to be lasting from this weekend. So you know you, you saw the energy he had out there. He damn damn near ran across the parking lot to meet meet Sam McCall in the parking lot. You know, so uh, this this kid is going to vibe off that. So it, it, that, it's very impactful. That that reaction to um, Julian as well, Armella man. Whew. Man was so excited, you know, but that's yeah. that's the kind of stuff you need. Like you ain't getting that from the cornball down south, you know, just it just ain't. But yeah, um, I just keep thinking about this in my head. If we get Skinner and Coleman and we got Duffy and Hill last year and what we seen with McLean and Burrell. When was the last time we saw a passing game like that at Florida State? Yeah, it's flipping that's 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 flip that's called flipping the room. Quickly, quickly flipping it, man. And, 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 you know, you look at, like, 2023. And Mortimer like, also. Yep. 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 You know, Mortimer is under, under. Oh, yeah. He's, he's yeah. a good player. Yeah. So, but uh, you look at 2023, you know, DeMonte Moore, the receiver that came in. You look at, um, you know, Kwame McLean, who's arguably the top, Defensive back in, in, in the class from in Florida, but maybe nationally for for next year. Um, very tight with McCall. You know, there's a lot of people think that you know him and McCall are going to college together. So you know, it, 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 they're going to start stacking up classes, and that's when you're going to see things really change. Mm-hmm. You know, so it, it's an exciting time, but they got to produce on the field. Got to, got to. Uh, you guys got any closing thoughts? Um, you know, all, all thing I got to say is that, you know, it's good to get back, you know, 
we've been been, been apart for a while. You know, we've all been busy, but um, you know, we're, we're, we're gonna get back into it and you know, uh, you know, be our highly competitive selves. So how's that? How's those chicken wings? How's those chicken wings coming? And you know, <laughs> if you have a true elite t- uh, palate like I do, you know, you prefer the boneless wing. Oh my um, god. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, you, know, you really prefer just to, you know, I don't, I don't settle for, 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 I don't like to have to fight my food. That's why. I, That's I why you ate him with a fork, chicken. right? Oh, I didn't eat it with a fork, man. <laughs> we, we, we're eating a, bu- a bunch of different food and, and there was a fork on my plate. Now I, I crushed that weed, man. I think it was good. You know, we got a couple of different things we're doing differently. You know, I'll, t- I'll tell you, I'll tell you all, you know, off, off, off video, but, you know, I mean, I crushed them, but, you know, I, I just prefer not to get dirty with my food, man. I just, I just, it's just me. You know, I'll crush, I'll crush some ribs, but, you know, having to crack crowd claws and all that, all that crap, man, nah. Just give me some boneless and, and I'm good to go. You know? That's you know, sitting there trying to crack and then you, and then you cut your finger, man. It's just a give me some, you know, give me some lobster. I know it's a technique. Yes, it's a technique. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, uh, even if I wanted to eat a, a, a wing a with a weeks, fork, uh, you know, let me live. What's that? So if I want to eat a wing with a fork, man, let me live. Yeah. Oh man, that's terrible. Let, let me be me. You know. But yeah, it's definitely good to be <laughs> back. Um, be back in the fold, especially at this time. Um, you know, some a lot of things going on, a lot of excitement going around with. Of F, a lot of rounds, excuse me, a lot of excitement with FSU football. So it's definitely good to be back and um, just be on the lookout for the next couple of weeks or so, man. It's going to be real interesting um, around the country with um, everything opening back up. It's going to be really interesting. And then also, um, summer workouts are going to get started. Um, things are going to mm-hmm. get, you know, start get on the roll. And then just next thing you know, we're going to be in fall camp and get ready for the Notre Dame game. So yeah, it's um, definitely good times and interesting times um, around the program. And we'll see what, um, What's some in store? Yep, I agree on all that, man. I'm just ready to get some real football coming up soon. So, yep, I'm ready for it, man. Got we got a ways before fall, but I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it, gentlemen. All right, well, thank you guys for joining us tonight. Hope uh, Seminole Nation's out there getting as excited as we are, and uh, go Knowles. Go nose.